everyone's favorite time of the year is right around the corner. College football season. Can't wait to see those young buck quarterbacks for UCLA and USC respectively. Dorian Thompson Robinson from UCLA and Keydon Slowis for USC throwing that pigskin all across the field. To celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly if you bet $1 or more on any college football game. Take advantage of this limited-time offer now. You heard right. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any college football game no matter what. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all of the great promotions and daily odds boosts that they are offering. DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable, located right here in the United States, so it's easy to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code TBPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly. For a limited time only, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. What's up, what's up, basketball fans? Welcome to another episode of L.A. Courtside. This podcast is brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network, and I am your host, L.A. Ray, here to talk about some Los Angeles area basketball, of course. And as I mentioned in my last episode, uh, prior to that last episode, I normally talked about the Clippers and the Lakers on the same episode. Uh, But now moving forward, I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to split those episodes up. And I will talk about the Lakers on one episode and then soon to follow in the next episode, I'll talk about the Clippers. As we all know, if I'm talking about the Lakers, Clippers fans don't want to hear anything about the Lakers, do you? And vice versa, if I'm talking about the Clippers, Lakers fans, you tend not to want to hear any of that. So I will split up those two teams into two separate episodes. My last episode, I talked about the free agent signings, uh, the splash that the Los Angeles Lakers did. So in this particular podcast or this particular episode, I will now talk about the L.A. Clippers and what they have done since the draft and in free agency. Let me start with the draft. I think the L.A. Clippers had a very, very good draft. They kind of went guard heavy in this draft by picking up Jason Preston, who is an outstanding guard for Ohio University. If you guys have never seen this young kid play and the story that comes along with him, kid from a young kid from Orlando, Florida, uh, I would advise you to just just look him up on YouTube. Uh, It's an outstanding story, and uh, I hope this guy really makes the team. He kind of reminds me of a poor man's Trey Young. Not to say this guy is going to be a Trey Young. Don't get all been out of shape, my Clippers fans. Uh, But this kid has a similar type of game. 
and I hope he makes this squad. They also picked it even before Preston, Keon Johnson, who's a highlight reel. This dude broke the uh, vertical jump record, I believe, at the combine by jumping 48 inches or, or something like that. Johnson is a kid that was drafted out of the University of Tennessee, and he's another guy. If you have not seen him play, I would implore you to go to YouTube and just watch the highlights of this kid play. He's very, very good. Has a pretty decent outside shot, has a, has a little handle to his game, but uh, he's a very, very exciting player, and I think the Clippers could use some uh, infusion of young folks on their squad. And then lastly, they also drafted Brandon Boston in the second round out of University of Kentucky shooting guard. That name may sound familiar to all of you. Uh, his claim to fame was he played with uh, Bronny James, uh, LeBron's son, of course, and uh, Zaire Wade, Dwayne Wade's son at uh, Sierra Canyon uh, High School in California. And uh, But he went to the University of Kentucky and he averaged around, I think, 10 or 11 points a game or something like that, but he really didn't have that significant of a freshman season as many people thought he would but at least he was drafted by an NBA team in the second round and he will have to work his way on to that team so those are the draft choices that the Clippers uh, made during the NBA draft now as far as free agency goes though uh, they did not make a, a splash of course like the um, their cross-court rival LA Lakers did the only free agent signing so far uh, as far as someone coming from another team, it's Justice Winslow. And that really doesn't really raise any eyebrows, you know, especially not for me, it doesn't. Free agent signing, a two-year deal. But this guy, uh, since coming out of Duke, has had several injuries, including a hip replacement, you know, for a young guy. I believe he's only 26 years old. He's not a great shooter. He's a pretty good defender on the wing. And uh, he may give you some some decent minutes off the bench, but... Really, really didn't move the needle uh, as far as I'm concerned by picking up Justice Winslow. So basically, the Clippers are coming back with their core roster that they pretty much had last year, other than these rookies that I just mentioned who are going to try to make this team. And of course, the big, big story out of Clipper Nation is the re-signing of Kawhi Leonard. Now, we've talked about this all year all year round about Kawhi Leonard and his contract situation. And then it got a little murky after he tore his ACL in the playoffs. And he had some choices. And, uh, you know, he, he, he had some decisions to make uh, uh, based on this ACL. And then how is he going to proceed moving forward with the Clippers? You know, he had a choice. Would he sign a one-year deal? and play for the Clippers next year, which is kind of up in the air, by the way. He may not even be able to play at all, but if he were able to play on a one-year deal, would he show that he's over that ACL and play well enough where he can get a five-year max deal north of $200 million? Or would he sign a four-year contract, which is what he did, for $176 million, and then play through that contract? Now, at this point, now this is what, Kawhi Leonard did. He signed the four-year contract for $176 million. So now the Clippers, at this point, in my opinion, is taking a chance because, one, we don't know if Leonard's going to be playing next year at all. So, you know, if you do the math, four years, $176 million, that comes out to about 44 stacks. I call them stacks. Millions, I call them stacks, baby. 44 stacks a year. So if he doesn't play at all next year, he's going to get $44 million just by sitting there. 
And then the next two years, he'll he'll play. And then in the fourth year, Kawhi Leonard has a player option in the fourth year where he can get out of that contract and become a free agent again. So the question is this, that the Clippers have. Let's say he doesn't play at all next season, in the 2022 season. Kawhi Leonard doesn't play at all. He comes back in the following season, 2023. Is he the same player? Has that knee fully healed? Does he have the same hops that he used to have? Does he have the, does he have the same defensive mindset or uh, defensive uh, propensity that he's always had? How's his shot? Is his shot going to be affected by the knee? There's a whole lot of questions regarding Kawhi Leonard. If he plays well in those two years and then has that player option, and then that's right around the time when the Clippers are going to go to their new arena in Inglewood, then Kawhi Leonard will be able to break the bank. You know, he'll he'll break the bank. You know, he'll be all in uh, Steve, in uh, Bomber's pockets, breaking that bank, baby. But if he does not play well, you know, he'll just take that fourth-year option and then ride out another $44 million and then see what happens after that. So I think in this particular case, the uh, Clippers have more to lose in this case than Kawhi Leonard does. So we'll see how, how all that works out. And then, you know, lastly about Kawhi Leonard, you know, does he really, really want to be even be with the Clippers? You know, we all know the guy is, is I don't want to use the word strange or um, indifferent, maybe is a better word for him. You know, here's a guy that when he was hurt, he was up in the booth. You know, he wasn't down there on the court, on the bench, rooting his players on. He was in the bench. Very quiet guy. You know, they have the load management in the NBA that the uh, coaches, where they keep the players out. You know, it seems like Kawhi Leonard, he he handles his load, manage, load management himself. You know, he may be a guy to say, Coach, I don't want to play today. You know, he just seems like that type of guy. So I know the Clippers really, really want him. They want him to be the face of the team. Again, especially when they open up that brand spanking new arena in Inglewood, they want him to be the face. You know, but does Kawhi Leonard really want to be the face of that team? I don't know. We shall see. I can tell you this much, though. As far as the leadership on the floor and the alpha dog, that is Paul George. That's not Kawhi Leonard. That is Paul George. And that's not to disparage Kawhi Leonard, by the way. The guy's a great player, and I hope he recovers from that ACL. Great player. Great player. I mean, I it, you know, so many superlatives that you can say about him. But as far as leadership on the floor, that's Paul George. And, of course, Paul George is coming back uh, to the team. They almost uh, went to the championship without Kawhi Leonard. So that kind of tells you something right there. The Clippers were playing over their head. They beat you after Kawhi got hurt. They still beat Utah. And if they had a, a couple of lucky breaks against the Phoenix Suns, they could have went to their first ever championship in franchise history. Uh, didn't work out for them, but uh, hey, there's always next year. So you got Paul George coming back. Uh, they re-signed Serge Ibaka. I think that's a pretty good move. Uh, Zubak is coming back. And then you have Luke Kennard, and you know, don't get me started on him. You guys know that I bash him all year round. You need more consistency from this guy. I'm talking about the Clippers brass, the coaching staff. You need more consistency from him because throughout this season, it seemed like the coaching staff, Ty Lue and his guys lost a little confidence in Lou Kennard. Uh, he played well in spurts. He, you know, had a couple of good playoff games, but for four years and $64 million, hey, that was my money bomber. I would expect a little bit more from Mr. Kennard. So they're tied to Lou Kennard for the next four years at 16 stacks per 
Then you have Terrence Mann coming back. Not, you know, he's not going to be a budding superstar, but this young kid can play. He just needs some more experience. And it's a good thing that they uh, they really, really like him. And he's going to be staying on this basketball team for a while, I believe. Marcus Morris Sr., of course, he's coming back. Patrick Beverly, the Bulldog. Pat Bev, he is definitely coming back. And you also have Nicholas Batum coming back. Uh, as of right now, as of this recording, I do not believe Rajon Rondo has signed with anyone. I do not think. But even if he has not, I do not think uh, Rajon Rondo will be coming back to the Clippers, especially if a couple of these guards that they drafted, whether it be, well, Keon Johnson is going to be on the team because he's a first-round draft choice. Jason Preston, again, this guy, man, you, you guys need to YouTube this guy. I'm telling you, I believe he's going to make this team. Brandon Boston, I'm not so sure. So that's where the Clippers are right now. It's been a kind of a quiet uh, offseason for them so far other than the uh, Kawhi Leonard signing because everyone was uh, waiting with bated breath on whether or not Kawhi Leonard was going to uh, re-up with the Clippers. There was a lot of talk that the Miami Heat really, really wanted uh, Kawhi Leonard. Did not work out that way. Uh, Kyle Lowry is now on that particular team, so they have a very, very good team down there in Miami. So, again, the question is, you know, how well will... Kawhi Leonard's knee responds to all of the treatment he's going to get. Will he be able to play any next year? Because typically an ACL injury is like, you talk to any of the doctors, it's like 9 to 12 months. If you're talking 12 months, you might as well just leave him out altogether. And then just, you know, uh, take your chances in the playoffs without him. One guy I forgot to mention, I don't know why I left this guy out, Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson signed a two-year, $22 million contract, and that's good for Reggie Jackson because many people thought that he was done, you know, after he came to the Clippers. You know, there were was, there was some times where Reggie Jackson did not even leave the bench. But as the season progressed, he took over that starting lineup, and then when the playoffs started, this guy started balling. Reggie freaking Jackson. He shot like 41% from three-piece land, baby. He was jacking them up like it was nobody's business. And the more shots he made, uh, the more the, the cash register in his mind was going off. Two years, $22 million. The guy almost had to be talked into coming back and, and playing. He, he and Paul George are, are like best buds or whatever. And Paul George kind of convinced Reggie Jackson to come back and play. So good for Reggie Jackson. You know, two years, $22 million. You know, 11 stacks a year, baby. I'll take that all day long. So Clipper Nation. You know, what, what What do you think about your team? What, what do you think about your team? I think they'll be uh, good enough to make it to the Western Conference semifinals next year at least. You know, they'll be, they'll be a top four team in the Western Conference, I believe, the Clippers, you know, along with the Lakers and, you know, of course, the Phoenix Suns and then maybe the Denver Nuggets. I think that's how it's going to shake out. But can the Clippers, can they win a championship next year? Sure they can. It'll be tough. If Kawhi Leonard is not back in 100%, it'll be tough. But the Clippers proved when Kawhi was out and they get all jacked up that they can play. They play without him. And like I said, a couple more breaks against the Phoenix Suns and they would have found themselves in the uh, NBA championship against the Milwaukee Bucks. And once you reach that plateau, hey, it's anybody's ball game at that point, baby. So we'll see. We'll see Clipper Nation. We shall see. 
So that is my update on the Clippers uh, right now. Uh, I will have more content moving forward with both the Clippers and the Lakers down the line, even though we're in the off season and we're in the slow point or slow news in the NBA season, LA Ray baby will still be coming back with some content on both of these basketball teams. Again, this podcast is brought to you by the basketball podcast network and also sponsored by DraftKings. If you want to make bets on that college football season that you heard in the promo, Go to DraftKings.com, baby. You can put money down probably right now on who you think is going to win the uh, NCAA College Football Championship. Put your money down, baby. DraftKings.com. And with that, L.A. fans, until the next episode, peace.